0: Hey, Zach. Hey, Stephen.
1: We are recording an out-of-time episode here.
0: Indeed we are. That means no hidden treasures, no, book, I don't know,
1: no book club. Yeah. And we're probably going to stick to one main topic. I mean, we always go on tangents, but the... It's going to be mostly one topic.
0: Mm-hmm. There's one bullet point we're working off of. Right. <laughs> How many topics we cover is a different matter entirely.
1: Good point. And wh- what is that bullet point,
0: Zach? Okay. I think uh, as, a, as a larger section, it's going to be wiki holes, um, but specifically a wiki hole I fell down uh, when I was procrastinating getting ready for finals, uh, which is um, public transit in general, transit in general uh Milwaukee specifically but all right so it's it started let's let's just start at the earliest point of this wiki hole that i remember okay which was um i was on feedly which is just an rss reader and i saw an interview with someone who worked at code for america okay which is uh just a group making government data and government tools more accessible in a digital age okay i think is their general approach so, I figured I'd check out Code for America, because that's actually something I'm interested in, using technology to work with government. So, I went and looked. They had some local postings of just different local organizations, and one of them was in Milwaukee. So, I checked them out. Uh, they had a GitHub page. I checked out their GitHub page, and they really had not done anything. There was very little on that oh, GitHub dis- page. Disappointing. But I then looked into who the different members of that GitHub organization were, and um, and, and I found some, like, bus information, some public health information, like different uh, little bits of data about, like, transportation use, um, pedestrian accidents, that okay. kind of thing. One of the pedestrian accident articles included a uh, map by a professor, and then it said UWM. So I figured I'd see what this professor does. So I looked him up. Rob Schneider. He's a professor in the... UW Milwaukee School of Architecture and Urban Planning, more on the urban planning side, um, and he focuses on bicycle and pedestrian transportation.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Which is that? That's the stuff that I'm more interested in. I'm less less down for caring about how cars get around a city.
1: Right, because you don't have a car, or because you, or you don't have a car with you, or you don't have, or you are just more interested in pedestrian transit
0: a bit of both and then i think that cars also pose a barrier to entry um if we had a better public transit system that would be usable by more people than a better roadway right um so i started looking into that and i started looking at some of the classes he offers all of them are for graduate students at uwm and more specifically all of them are for graduate students in the urban planning program so i guess i'm just never going to get to take a class with this guy
1: yeah that's how it
0: goes But I did start looking at his website, let me, I'm gonna bring that up now, Rob J. Schneider.
1: On a quick side, how long have you been interested
0: in public transit? Oh god, um, at least the summer I, before I came to college. Okay, I don't think we've ever talked about it before. No, yeah, it is, I'm weirdly interested in it. (laughs) Much more than I can actually explain, necessarily, um... I, I don't really know where it started, necessarily, but apparently when I was really young I wanted to have a subway, the, like the, the underground train in the town of 800 that I lived in. Uh, and I told all of my classmates, I was like, we should get a subway here, and they were like, yeah, I love sandwiches. So uh, I've always been a little weird. So that, apparently I was a big fan of buses when I was younger as well. But really, most distinctly, I remember hearing about um, Milwaukee is uh, implementing a streetcar in downtown. So that's uh, it's a light rail. So it's on rails, but also the rails are just on the road. Okay. so it doesn't take up any more space. You don't have to set aside more space for this for this railway to go on.
1: Right. So it's but you do have to have some sort of traffic signal so that no one runs into it.
0: Yeah, and a lot of times it just acts like a car. I think it might have special um, lights sometimes for the okay streetcar, but most of the time it'll just move along with traffic. So I was excited about that because it's a uh, it's an improvement in the city that I'm moving into, and it's specifically in the area of public transportation. Right. Um. So while I I was working at TED, and they just didn't have anything for me to do for an afternoon, so I spent all afternoon like fixing up a diagram whenever they came over to ask me to. And then the rest of the time I was looking at the plans for Milwaukee's streetcar. (laughs) That was a whole afternoon of my time. So then I came to Milwaukee and the bus system is pretty big because uh, the UW-Milwaukee campus is pretty far away from downtown. Like it's sort of bikeable, sort of walkable, but it's easiest to just hop on a bus, especially if you've got a lot of people. Makes sense. Um so I got more accustomed to the bus system there. Also, when I, I spent a while in Chicago over the summer, and so like the first uncomfortable interactions with a bus driver happened in a city that I don't go to often. So that that's a <laughs> relief. I've entirely, I, I just train of thought died. Okay. It's funny because we're talking about transportation. Uh <laughs> And then I started to talk to more people, um, people that I just had around on the floor. Um, some of them were taking a class on like the less well-off sections of Milwaukee. Uh, there's a book called Evicted. Uh, let me, uh, and that'll be linked in the show notes. It's about the, the, the poverty and home ownership, I suppose, in those parts of Milwaukee. And another part of that is buses and different bits of public transportation, because if you have a good bus system somewhere, then it's easier for people who don't have cars to get to work, uh, do different things. There's a story mm-hmm. I heard about someone who took like three different buses for three hours just to get to work in the morning. Okay. So I think that's that's a, a pretty thorough synopsis of everything that I've been interested in in public transportation. There's okay. also been um, 99% invisible episodes and articles and different things that i have you know that i just saw as i was going through what about you what are your interactions with public transportation um
1: i can't i mean my main form of transportation in madison is walking i bike Mm -hmm. occasionally um generally only when something is time sensitive i guess if I if I I would rather take a ten minute walk than a three minute bike ride, and why is that? The, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think it has something to do with uh, the fact that the bikes are. While Madison has a really good uh, system of bike lanes, it's still mm-hmm. on the road,
0: and are they separated or buffered or anything, or is it just sometimes car bike parking?
1: Uh, on some streets, it's on on the main two streets that i bike on uh they never mind there's one street that is called university a- avenue and mm. there's a bike lane for one way and a bike lane for another way and university is a one-way street for cars so the bike lane that goes against traffic is sec- sectioned off with a barrier a small barrier but a barrier and the one that goes with traffic is not.
0: Okay, I'm and pulling the, this up in...
1: to the right of the with traffic bike lane is the bus lane.
0: I'm, I'm going to pull this up in satellite okay. just to make sure I've got... Uh, I probably want to go south from there. Ooh, this has me out by Spring Harbor, which is not where I want to be.
1: Yeah, University is a very long street also. Yeah, so okay. So you should go over by Celery or um, State Street would be a good... Gotcha. If you're
0: in the general area of State Street, that'll work. So I can be like right above Union South and that'd be?
1: Yeah, that'd be perfect.
0: Okay. So it's one way and then the bike lane. This might be an old picture. I only see one bike lane. All right, let me see. Now I got to pull it up. Um... Um, I'm right in front of the technology center.
1: Okay. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Technology okay. center.
0: Okay i don't know that's just what the sign on the front of the building says okay
1: um uh okay so i'm over by union south right there's campus drive which turns into johnson street and then right above that is a qq's express the discovery yep. building and then university so i gotta switch into satellite here
0: i swear the sign just said technology center right at this corner i don't know
1: okay so yeah there are two bike lanes so on the south side right or am
0: I oriented okay, correctly? okay, I see. Yeah, there is a barrier. Yeah, there's a I barrier. The
1: yeah, it's yellow and concrete colored. And then there are bikers on the other side of mm-hmm. going with traffic.
0: Yeah. So with traffic, there's not a barrier. Mm-hmm. Against traffic there is just yeah. because you're going against traffic you don't want.
1: And I'm not afraid of cars by any means. I'm more afraid of breaking the rules of the road on accident. Like like turning when i'm not supposed to turn because a car knows the rules and i don't and i i do know the rules is the thing
0: i just wouldn't
1: remember them i guess
0: so when you're on a bike you just don't remember the things you learned in driver's (laughs) ed or no no um
1: i it i i haven't broken the rules
0: but my fear is that i would and it'd be more dangerous on a bike than in a car.
1: Because, yeah, it, there's no big metal box around me.
0: Right. So I'm much, okay. I'm
1: much happier walking because there's a sidewalk and the rules are very clear. If the walk sign says to walk, then you walk. If the walk mm-hmm. sign says to not walk, then you don't walk.
0: Yeah. And do you take the, the bus, I suppose, along with biking?
1: Uh, I take the bus even less frequently and not for any particular reason. It's just because I, well, okay, if if I was going to make up a reason, it would be that I do
0: you think the people on the bus are smelly, Steven?
1: No, it's because I don't know the bus schedule very well, and if I did, it would not match up with the times I want to leave. Now, you're giving me a funny look, but... I am giving you a very funny look, you're right. This makes sense in my head. My general rule is I only take the bus if I can't walk or bike there. So something is way too far away like uh the nearest apple store is way too far away to bike or walk Mm -hmm. there yeah and so i took the bus and that was fine Mm -hmm. but i don't want to take the bus to class
0: yeah that makes sense
1: but but yeah i just don't leave the city there are very few things that are outside of my range of walking or biking
0: so what yeah what is your
1: walkable range um i mean I'm going to look on this map quick to see how far I have walked. I mean, I, I walk, so yeah, about a mile. I walk about a mile to class every day. Okay, and that's just my first class. The general schedule is walk to class, walk back to my dorm, have lunch at the dorm, go to the afternoon classes, which is a lot usually a lot less far than that, like half a mile maybe, mm-hmm, and then stay there until uh, classes are over. For that yeah. day and then like the farthest i've walked oh gosh it's eh. let's see how far this is directions about two miles i walk pretty regularly to my friend's dorm mm-hmm. and i mean the rest of the places i go are in near the capital so that's maybe a mile mm. mile and a half all right so gen- cool. generally generally
0: yeah. like 10 15 minute walks did you find yourself walking more when you went back home for Thanksgiving?
1: No, but only
0: because I
1: had a car and nothing I wanted to do was within walk- walking distance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because Anything... that's another thing is... Sorry, go ahead. Like, I was... Uh, I I got a little confused on the directions, and I was kind of in one area of Ripon, went to go to another part of Ripon, and it, it would have been something that I would have walked no question Mm -hmm. in Milwaukee, but just because I had the car there, it was definitely driving distance. So I think having a car and everyone having a car changes your definition of driving distance because you could walk from one side of Ripon to the other. Right. So when you don't use buses, it's just because everything is within walking distance. It's not, um, I guess, what's the case where you still need to go to something in Madison, I' almost said Milwaukee, but that's wrong okay uh is are there any cases when you need to go to something in Madison, but you don't walk, you don't bike and you don't take the bus like you uber
1: i fly uh <laughs> no i that ha- I can't imagine a situation like that, but it has
0: not happened yet okay do you know what that like what the case for that situation would be?
1: The case is that the bus route doesn't go within walking distance of the place I want to go mm-hmm or within... It would probably be a little less than walking distance, if I'm being honest with myself. Yeah. Because I don't want to have a 10-minute t- bus ride and a 10-minute walk when I could have a even a 20-minute Uber.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Which I, I know I've... that's not how distances work, but that's the math in my head.
0: I've definitely taken the bus for... Mm, like an hour and a half to get to places i wanted mm-hmm. to go in milwaukee yeah and the next time i wanted to do that i just took an uber um and it's because milwaukee's east west like if you want to go really far uh west of the lake mm-hmm. there's just nothing it's you're stopping every oh i see yeah three blocks or something
1: yeah i've taken a 45 minute bus ride for a 20 minute uber before mm-hmm. and i think i'd do that again just the we have free bus passes, so it's a cost benefit at that point. Yep. And the cost is twenty-five minutes versus a cost of however many dollars. Mm-hmm.
0: And they aren't minutes that you don't you just lose those minutes. You can, yeah, still, no, can read still do or things on the bus. Talk to people. That's yeah. a good
1: point. Okay. Uh what was the next step in your wiki hole?
0: Okay, so uh now that we've established that I am interested in buses and general transportation. Uh, the next next trip and fall into the wiki hole was... Uh, I started looking at Rob Schneider's website, and he has, like, publications that he's done and different reports, but then he also has student projects that Ooh. they've done for his different classes. So I looked at those just to get an idea. Um, he's got a couple here. Some of them are from his pedestrian and bicycle transportation course, and some of them are his uh rap, bus rapid transit workshop
1: okay bus rapid transit yes is can you define that for me is it different than just normal bus transport um transit? so the
0: idea of bus bus rapid transit is that it's faster usually there are fewer stops um often they have dedicated lanes okay so you don't um you don't have to fight with cars sometimes they have dedicated signals so they can turn left before anyone gotcha. else can turn left and that kind of thing, just because that's a hard maneuver for a bus to make. That makes sense. um And the idea is that a bus rapid transit would have the benefits of a bus. It's cheaper than a car. You don't have to maintain it or anything. But it's the speed of a car from stop to stop.
1: Right. Right. Because it has the extra benefits of, of yeah, the dedicated si- signals and the dedicated lanes and, lanes and dedicated yeah. signals.
0: Um, one of the things that takes buses a long time is when a lot of people get on at one stop and need to feed cash through the machine. Right. So that's uh, they removed that on the bus rapid transit projects that they're working on in Milwaukee.
1: How do they remove it?
0: Uh, at every BRT stop, they're going to have a little kiosk so you can get a single ticket at this kiosk by giving it $2.50 oh, or I whatever. Oh, And
1: you just feed the ticket into the bus. Yeah. Because then you sense. don't have to
0: wrangle with all your money.
1: Yeah, you can do it ahead of you can wrangle with that money ahead of time.
0: Mhm. Um so I opened all those projects and went through I looked at the different um bus rapid transit stuff. I actually didn't take any notes on those when I clicked through them. Mm-hmm. Um but basically it was just these a lot of different presentations they did to show people why bus rapid transit would help the community. There was some stuff on uh I think it's infographics. Yeah. I'm going to send you this it's also gonna be in the show notes.
1: Okay. So
0: um, it's but an IP it's, address. Yeah, I, I don't know. I couldn't oh. tell you. I don't have any problem
1: with it. Okay. So, infrastructure before and after rapid transit transit improvements.
0: So Chrome just gave up on scrolling. What the heck?
1: Okay. The first image is of a deer of Chicago Dearborn Street mm-hmm. and a. And it's a Google Maps photo of a uh, taxi
0: changing lanes. Well, it's just the idea that it's a lot of pavement. Oh, all I see. All for cars. Yeah.
1: yeah, there's lots of buffer room in the lanes. It's, the lanes are not too big for the cars, but they're pretty big. They're bigger than the cars. Mm-hmm. And then after, there are bike
0: lanes. Bike lanes, and you can also see a, a bus in the distance. So you, given it's a bus rapid transit presentation, you kind of need to assume that that's a rapid transit bus. Yeah.
1: Um, Minneapolis, Washington Avenue, before and after there's some sort of very long bus. Or is that just two buses? That's just two buses. So that's a
0: light rail. That's the streetcar I was talking about. Okay.
1: So it's a bus that has one path.
0: Right. So to most buses.
1: Well, yeah, but this one can't diverge from it. (laughs) And then before and after for Los Angeles, downtown corridor, there was a massive bus only lane. And then after, there's a bus lane and a sidewalk and a bike lane. Mm -hmm. I actually like bike lane being to the right of the sidewalk a lot better than to the left of the sidewalk. That makes a lot more sense to me. So if
0: you look, there's actually pedestrians going further to the side of the sidewalk. So the thing you're looking at in the middle there, um, the general arrangement, if you're not looking at the graphic right now, is um, there's road for a while just for cars, and then there's a bus lane. And mm-hmm. then there's uh, what's called a bus bulb, actually, which that's, is specifically not, what's that? That's not a sidewalk. Uh, no, it's a bus bulb, which is specifically a uh, a island of concrete that people can stand on to board the bus. A at the bus's level, so the bus doesn't. You don't need to have a kneeling bus or anything for accessibility. The bus just stays up, and people can just step easier. Okay. And um, it also means that the bus doesn't have to merge out of and back into. Any normal lanes, cars just have to move around them where they stop to okay. pick up passengers. Yeah, you're right. And then there's a bike lane. And then a sidewalk, you're right. And then there's a sidewalk. Okay. So the bus bulb, along with doing that, also protects the bike lane for a while. And the, the pedestrians waiting for the bus. Yeah. Yeah. So mostly they are just talking about, if we keep scrolling down, there's the costs and the benefits, that it's not going to be a waste of money, that it will increase safety and uh, speed and the economy, um, The economy, all that fun stuff. Uh, Chrome has just given up on scrolling for some reason. So I need to reload the page. Um, well, no, it's just given up. So in any case, this infographic is... Uh, just a demonstration of the things that they were doing in this guy's class to say, hey, these th- the bus rapid transit's a good idea. We need this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, to help the economy, and it will be a benefit. And they demonstrated this to elected officials and um, like Department of Transport people just to prove to them that bus rapid transit's a good idea for Milwaukee. So that was their bus rapid transit workshop. Um, and then I also went to the pedestrian and bicycle transportation course thing okay um and the link that they go to is actually an intersection analysis um so they just literally look at the crossing of two roads and try to figure out how to improve it so this one is an analysis i can send it to you as well okay uh
1: okay yes this is the worst type of intersection
0: the, the it's yeah so it's uh there's a north south road there's a east west road and then there's one coming in slightly off of their crossing point mm-hmm. at like 45 degrees i'd say yes um and they're not
1: all converging at the same place yeah the one that come that comes in at a 45 degree angle is coming in north of the point where the east west and the north south roads
0: intersect Mm -hmm. and then they give a a view of it from the top if you go down they look at um, the distances that people will have to drive they look at traffic signals um, how those operate they look at the crosswalks and the distances for those Um, they go through everything is very accurately measured Um, that's a big part of architecture school here Uh, They highlight this thing, they call it a a traffic island, which is this weird little triangular patch in the middle of it, uh, which is just a byproduct of it coming in at all these weird angles and not quite together. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they list what they want to do. They say that they want to increase bike safety, decrease the car speed going through here because capital has a really big issue with um, cars just driving way past the speed limit on it, Um, increase pedestrian accessibility. Um, some noted current issues. I wrote too many issues. Too many intersections. I, I was tired. Um, so it's it's too many intersections. It's very confusing. Um, the crosswalks, like if you scroll down and look at current design, the north-south crosswalk is very long. I don't know what the exact length is, yeah. but that's...
1: Uh, I'm looking at it, and what's happening is that the... The crosswalk is. It, Zach's talking about the crosswalk on the 45 degree angle street. Mm-hmm. Uh, across that one, that is. Which means that you're actually crossing at a 45 degree angle to the 45 degree angle one. Yep. Which means that you're not crossing across the length of the road. You're actually crossing at a Pythagorean um, yeah. angle uh, at, so that you have that extra length because of the. C squared part of that equation. Mm-hmm. So you're um, cross, yeah. You're crossing the length of the road and the the uh, I don't know what to call that. You're crossing the hypotenuse of the intersection of the roads.
0: Basically, it's I think at least 600 feet of straight crosswalk to get from one side of 51st Street to the other side. Yeah. So
1: if you want to put that in perspective, it's what. Um, uh in terms of football fields perhaps it'll be uh 200 no 600 yeah, it would be 200 yards so t- essentially two football fields is that how football works yeah 100 yards is a football field isn't
0: it did i was i that seems did I say something large. wrong with my measurement okay 600 me seems up, very large because i have some measurements in the document no where is it it's in the traffic lights one Um. So not quite two football fields, but the if you go up to the traffic signals, one they say the measurement between two of them, Mm -hmm. and if you use that as the unit, there's roughly three of those. Oh, that's 105, not 150.
1: Okay. So the crosswalk is.
0: So it's 400 feet. So it's a football field and a bit. Still, that's a lot. That's way too long for a, a a crosswalk. Yeah. Um. And then they call it a concrete paradise, which is accurate um then they've got this if you scroll down they've got um just basically what the street looks like if you just lopped it in half a cross-section analysis um so they've got like the house and then there's a planting area and then the sidewalk and then a buffer zone and then a bus lane driving <laughs> lanes turning lanes that kind of stuff yeah and a lot of the different things that i saw use this exact model of graphics so i want to figure out what software does that because it's a good It's a good look and a good way of analyzing what the intersection is like. Mm -hmm. So Um, the
1: proposed design. Yeah. Okay, this is interesting. It still has a pretty
0: big crosswalk, but it's not nearly as big. And they've also got that little median in the middle that you can Mm -hmm. jump up on. So the proposed redesign, the biggest change is they take out out the thing going south.
1: Right. How does... I need them to zoom out here because I need more of what they're going okay. to do
0: i'll get up a map of the area because okay. this is
1: quite confusing when you i'm trying to visualize it
0: that'll be in the show notes uh, google maps of that area that they're analyzing
1: okay so hold on google maps is still loading so how do you get onto the other side of 51st boulevard with the new design, because it looks like they're
0: taking, they're just filling in that triangle with grass. Mm-hmm. I think you would have to go south on, if you're going south on 51st, mm-hmm. you'd then have to turn right onto the diagonal, and then left, and go behind the Burger King, and just go on to 52nd.
1: Yeah, you're, it seems about right. Or you can go on Fond du Lac, or you go uh, south on Fond du Lac. South. No. No, you can't. Because there's a median there. Yeah. I mean, you can go down to all the way down to 50th,
0: but the point is it, it's hard to get to 51st now mm-hmm. if you're already on 51st. Which I think they did an analysis of how many people use that chunk of 51st. Oh, that's a good idea. Higher. Um,
1: oh, yeah, they put a detour option in the... It's under um, education and enforcement strategies. They actually have you go south on Fond du Lac mm-hmm. until you get to
0: Roosevelt. No, yeah, Roosevelt, so northbound was five hundred vehicles on fifty first that's a two hour estimate it looks like, and southbound on fifty first was another five hundred, so I guess they just decided that that wasn't so a
1: thousand people in two hours,
0: or maybe that's through a day i I'm not sure, but compared to um fond du Lac having
1: no, no i understand the i'm not saying that it's a bad idea or anything it's just that's the those are the numbers
0: yeah and in whatever scale they're using it's a thousand compared to like the nine thousand going currently having to deal with this issue yeah or like forty six thousand going east and west on capital
1: that's significant
0: yeah um yeah so their redesign adds bike lanes and stuff it adds uh this bus bulb that we were talking about before that sticks out so the bus can just stop in the middle of the street and pick people up so they don't have to. It's basically a declaration that this this city cares more about buses than about cars.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Um, Which would make improves. sense in a
1: large city like Milwaukee.
0: Yeah. And especially in this area where not as many people have cars either.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, then they note, note uh, scrolling down a ways that um some residents and drivers might be displeased right um just because it's it's going to change the flow of traffic it's not going to be great um yeah growing pains essentially but on the whole it it is an improvement so i i read through this whole thing just because that's how i do when i'm trying to procrastinate finals (laughs) um and then i think in another one there was uh a discussion of bus bulbs in an intersection, in another intersection analysis. And they... going to close that window out. Okay. And they brought up the NACTO Urban Street Design Guide. Oops, it's loading. Which is uh, a publication by the National Association of City Transportation Officials about how to design a street. Hmm. And it starts off noting that um, in the past there have been... Like, if you look at a road, especially down here in Milwaukee, sometimes there are four lanes and none of them are being used at particular times.
1: Interesting. Yeah. What? How do they propose to fix that?
0: Um, so they talk about that's a result of what they call passive design, um, which basically just says, hey, let's, people are going to drive fast and drive dumb, so let's give them space to do that. Okay. Um And it it makes sense if you're engineering, if you're engineering stormwater management or trying to get rid of earthquakes, you just plan for the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, But humans change how they act based on what's around them. So what's ended up happening, and one of the things they noted in that Capitol and Fond du Lac intersection analysis is that people drive fast because they have a lot of road. Okay, right,
1: because they feel that it's safer because they have a lot of road, so they can go fast. Yeah. So if you keep adding more road... They're just going to drive as fast, at least. That makes sense.
0: Whereas um, this talks about using things like um, curb extensions, uh, which is just like bus bulbs and that kind of thing, or like a thing that juts out into the parking lanes um, to kind of guide flow. And if there's a little curve in the road because of the curb extensions switch sides, people are naturally going to be slower Mm -hmm. because they need to just follow the flow of the road. Um, So it's a more natural way of designing for people to drive slower than even speed bumps or speed humps or speed. They've got so many different kinds of um, speed.
1: Those kind of things are bad for your car anyway, especially if you have to
0: commute over it. Yeah. Street design elements, I think it is. Got to come up with the name of it. No, not speed. So there's speed humps, speed tables, speed cushions. And then there's also speed bumps, which I think are different things. Um, But yeah, so I think the difference, like a speed cushion is built so that uh, large vehicles like trucks and buses are wide enough that they can get around them. But a car usually has a smaller wheelbase. Mm -hmm. So a car can't just go around a speed cushion. Yeah, one of the tires is going to go over it. Mm -hmm. Speed tables are kind of that same idea as um, the bus bulb, uh, but saying that pedestrians matter more you basically for a little bit raise the road up to the level of pedestrians so the road is now sidewalk level okay and you so pedestrians can walk across at their level but the cars have to slow down to get to the level of pedestrians Hmm. it's just another statement of saying who gets preferential treatment
1: right it makes sense that's i mean i've very rarely driven through a city of more than like ten thousand people Mm-hmm. and thought, this was made for cars, because it's not. Yeah, it, It's just the worst to drive through, and I think now I know it's
0: by design. Hmm. Yeah, it's, um, the, the general solution as far as solving problems that cars cause is just reduce the amount of road that they have to drive on.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If you don't want people to
0: drive there, give them less space to do so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, something you were talking about with biking in madison is that you don't know how to like turn especially i think yeah that gets it has the potential to be confusing like left turns especially Mm -hmm. because you have to cross over a lane yeah how do you handle left turns usually
1: uh don't judge me for this but um i usually just uh go to places that have less traffic so i can just cross over without anyone being near me
0: okay do you go into the car's left turn lane And left turn with them and then just merge back into the bike lane when you can?
1: There is the street I've picked to turn left
0: because I've only, there's only uh, one street that I need to turn left on. Uncomfortable? Engineer your life so you never have to be in an uncomfortable situation.
1: That is exactly what I'm doing. But there is a bike left turn lane, but it is, so there's a bike lane on the right, right? Yeah. And then there's a lane of traffic, then the bike left turn lane, then the left turn lane for cars.
0: So you still somehow need to get into that bike left turn lane.
1: Yeah. And from there you can turn into the bike lane on the left uh, on that road. Yeah. At the same time as the cars next to them.
0: So there is a whole list of solutions for left turning on a bike because it is a problem. It's a yeah. um the biggest one that I've seen around is uh okay, I've got to find the Okay, here we go. Menu. The
1: other option I've used when a left turn lane for bikes isn't available is wait for the crosswalk to have a walk signal uh-huh. and just walk my bike over to the left side of the road.
0: Yeah, that works too. But still, it's not, it's, it says yeah. to the bicyclist, we don't care about you and yes. your desire to turn left.
1: That is exactly what it says.
0: Um, so here's the whole section on intersection treatments. Um, there are some things like bike boxes. Which is basically a big green rectangle. Mm-hmm. So you've got crosswalk, and then you've got this big green rectangle, and then you've got where cars should stop before they enter the intersection. Okay. And bikes can go into that big green rectangle, so they can turn left or go straight or whatever.
1: Okay, so it's just a area... Wait, so is the green box uh, towards the intersection or behind the intersection of sorry it's is it, it's is in it front in, of all the cars is it in front of before the you get to
0: the no so you've got the whole intersection and mm-hmm. then on your bit of the intersection there's the crosswalk right then there's the bike box then there's the stopped cars
1: okay so i go behind the pedestrians into the lane into the left ter- the bike left turn lane
0: the whole bike box is effectively a left turn lane okay
1: so because i'm I'm gonna send you a picture maybe you can describe it the idea is because i'm in front of them they won't kill me with their car
0: right okay because it says you have priority you're in front of them
1: okay that makes sense and if a car decides that it wants to be in the bike lane that's just illegal and yeah technically shouldn't happen
0: yeah just like no one should stop in the crosswalk
1: right but that
0: works so well um so that's like the the really easy solution um and then there's also two-stage turn cue boxes. Oh, gosh. Okay, this sounds complicated. Which is... Um, so you've got the intersection. There's one road going north-south, one road going east-west. Let's just say you're going north on the north-south road. Mm-hmm. And I want to go west? Uh, yeah, you want to go west. So you go on the bike lane up, and then you go right... Into a little green marked box that is in front of the cars going west, but they're stopped because you have the green light. Okay. So you're in front of them, and you just swivel your bike, Mm -hmm. and now you go before the cars going west go.
1: Okay, so I'm basically just inserting myself into the stopped cars. Basically, right in front of them. And... There would be some sort of bike lane that I would go into after that after the intersection ends
0: Well, yeah, then you just go into the bike lane. That's
1: I like that idea, too I like that idea better Mm -hmm. actually because it doesn't involve me having to turn with cars.
0: Yeah, it's it is a pretty smooth I'll send you a picture of it so you can just double check my Explanation is what you had in your head. Okay But it's by far my favorite way that I they recommend handling is there another No, the biggest two, there's, like, some stuff to do with them as far as getting, giving them, like, median islands and um, different stuff like that, adding notation onto the road, but oh, okay. the big so two are...
1: I see. What's, oh, this isn't just for that diagram. This is for all the diagrams, this uh, d- website you showed me.
0: Yes, but the link I gave you should just be for the two-stage turn queue.
1: Oh, there it is. Okay, I see. Yeah, there are other ones okay so the person goes into the green box where is the woman in the red shirt coming from
0: she's coming from where the man in white is okay
1: there's no way to do that with your bike by the way to get your bike into that position but that's fine
0: yeah but you can there is enough space in there to turn your bike around so you're facing
1: i was imagining um a this isn't quite what i was imagining but it's basically the same thing uh basically i was imagining a uh what what was the other one that you the first one that you said bike box bike box yeah i was thinking about a bike box in front of the car
0: but on the other side of the pedestrians yes okay
1: and i this makes more sense because you don't have to cross over pedestrians yeah but yeah i'm glad you sent me this because it clears a lot up
0: (laughs) okay I I just kind of assumed that it would work out somehow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So anyway, if you ever want to know how something got designed as far as roads go or why they got designed like that, there's this whole organization (laughs) of city transport officials who...
1: I can see just by the, the look of this website that there's a lot more to it than
0: just this page. Yeah. It's got... If you go to menu they've got all the different guides so there's like making roads safer for the elderly and Mm -hmm. transit streets autonomous urbanism i didn't see that link before bike share station guide Ooh, these are i'm finding new things (laughs) um transit street design guide which is actually really cool the idea is basically like um state street that you can just have pedestrians bikes and buses
1: oh okay that's a,
0: a transit street yeah and so, and there there's different levels of that sometimes it's exclusively transit streets, sometimes it's just a, its own separated lane on mm-hmm. a normal street, or yeah, uh,
1: I definitely don't think I am as into this as you are. um <laughs> I recognize that it's cool, and I could probably entertain myself with the information on this website for an hour or so, mm-hmm, maybe two hours, but after that, I think I would feel that. I, I don't have any motivation after reading that to uh, come up with new designs or figure out the rest of the designs and why the cost benefits, the pros and cons of mm-hmm. th- the rest of them.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not changing my major to urban planning or anything. <laughs> um, it's interesting but. and it it definitely affects me, I suppose. So it
1: yeah. And yeah, I think that's why it interests me more than anything is because it affects me and not because it's genuinely interesting. Well, to me, I think someone finds it interesting and I applaud them for that Uh because they're doing important work.
0: Okay. On that note of thinking that this is all just streets, whatever, who cares? It's just a slab of concrete. Um, oh no you should go to your google search bar or yahoo i don't you know i don't judge i judge a little bit just bing it uh and type in swindon magic roundabout and click images images oh no what is this (laughs) this looks like the worst thing ever it's a roundabout that goes both directions (sighs) okay it's five roundabouts (laughs) around a single central roundabout how many accidents per year does this call cause? Like five, I
1: think. That's less than I expected. Yeah. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't isn't looking at the picture, it's this like maze of cars, and I'm try- just trying to track the ins and outs. There's also crosswalks, mm-hmm. which is insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Where's Swindon? The UK. Okay. That also clears a few things up because there are cars on the left side. <laughs> <laughs> or going the the right way's direction. Mm-hmm. Okay, so generally the outside lanes are going clockwise and the inside lanes are going counterclockwise, but there's also a way to get from the inside lanes to the outside
0: lanes and I assume vice versa. Okay, so it's 14 serious accidents and 100 lesser ones in 25 years. Okay,
1: that's not too bad. No. I think there's also an element of like... Don't
0: go on this unless you know what you're doing. So mm-hmm. it looks like there's other magic roundabouts in the UK, which I had not. This one is special in that it has the sixth central roundabout. All the rest of them just have the five.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is it's an it's, it's probably a good it's probably a really good way to handle a situation where, let's see, one, two, three, four, five roads intersect. hmm. But I think a better way to handle that is to have f- five roads not intersect <laughs> all the same place. Okay,
0: but the, all of the UK roads were just carriage paths.
1: Uh, the Romans made everything lean to, lead to London, which I, is, a, I assume, how this got caused. We're just not very much, um, they're uh, n- not blaming the Romans. There's no way they could have known that cars <laughs> would be a thing ever. Yeah. But no one put any thought into this. And now we have to come up with this convoluted solution. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. I'm going to live somewhere where I don't have to drive. That's my solution to this. Yep. And then you're going to need to care about your public transportation and your biking. You can also purchase this guide for $55.
1: That seems counterproductive, not counterproductive, but... It seems like this. these people really just care about the way their website looks, at least. It just looks like they really care about making cities better, which yeah. doesn't make any sense if they're charging money for it.
0: Well, the website is here for free.
1: Yeah. Is there just so much information in the book that they have to print out $55 worth of paper?
0: I'm not entirely sure.
1: Because that's a lot of paper and ink.
0: Yeah. No, because I think the. I think the digital version, if you want to get like that, urban street design guide digitally it's 45 okay so but that's less than most textbooks so i don't
1: no i understand it's just it's weird if they want officials to read it and that and take it into account when they're making their cities Mm -hmm. there shouldn't be a
0: barrier yeah so it's also all for full color all the diagrams are full color which probably adds to it but guess i'm a bit of a nacto apologist i just streets
1: are ecosystems
0: Ooh, which which link are you looking at that says that
1: uh the urban street stormwater guide Mm. basically they're putting plants in in and near the streets to help with storm stormwater it's
0: stormwater drains that look like planters
1: yeah also that
0: because then the planters get rid of the first stage of sucking up a little bit of water and then we actually start taxing the stormwater drain system.
1: I just I just looked at it, okay? I literally <laughs> just clicked on the link when I said that. So give me a second.
0: I'm going to cut off my head. Oh, Madison is a member city actually. Let's see what they've done in Madison. Maybe. Wait, Not it. enough. More. Madison. I don't know. Madison, Wisconsin. Madison. They're an affiliate member city, so maybe that. Oh.
1: They're just kind of supporting it.
0: City of Madison Traffic Engineering. Because Milwaukee is definitely trying to revitalize their transport- transportation infrastructure with the buses, with the, um, there's a big plan to get bikes on the roads more by 2020, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and then the whole region has this big overarching plan shooting for stuff getting done by 2050, I think. We want to have like commuter rails and all kinds of fancy stuff.
1: Yikes. That's a long time, 2050.
0: Yeah. Wait, okay, so can we, I think there was a way to look at case studies, design guides. Select state, Wisconsin. Oh, bike signal detector loops were used in Madison. That's something they've done.
1: The, So like car detector loops? Yeah, but, but for bikes?
0: Smaller, because bikes are smaller.
1: Aren't bikes made of aluminum, though?
0: Usually, at least. I guess we can look at the case study and find out. 80% of the 285 signaled intersections have bicycle signal detection loops. Really? I didn't know that. It cost five to $600 per unit?
1: Pocket change.
0: I mean, if you're resurfacing a road already. Yeah. So that's the thing that Madison has done based on the NACTO. So that's the, the full little research hole that I fell into well thanks zach for enlightening us
1: yeah uh if you have anything to say about public transit if you want to put a subway in your town of 800 or if you feel like uh or if you feel like uh there should be less public transit and cars should rule the world Mm -hmm. if you are a car definitely want to hear from you yeah if I mean, we're releasing this out of time, so it could be far in the future when the Teslas have developed their own AI yeah. and can listen to podcasts. Yeah. So if you're... And clearly, if the robot uprising happens, they would listen to us because objectively we're the best. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that the Hyperloop actually would count as... I don't know. Would you count that as public transportation? Yeah. It, as much so as a train. Yeah.
1: What about the Tesla it, Tunnel? I don't really know what that is.
0: The, uh, the, the boring company, Tesla Tunnel. What's the purpose, though? It's like an Autobahn underground. That's... Uh, if buses can go
1: in it, it's part of public transit. I don't think... I, I'm not sure. Because, I mean, unless you have a Tesla bus capable of going the speed limit on the Autobahn...
0: Because it's not the Hyperloop, it's... Okay, here, let me bring up my YouTube video of the...
1: I would say that it counts as public transportation if it's at least tangentially for public transit.
0: Alright, I'll, I'll send you this link. You can watch the video.
1: If there's a bus lane on the, hyper, on the Autobahn, that is public transit.
0: I'm going to send you the link. Okay. Eventually. My computer is having a
1: hard time. Copy-paste is hard. According to Microsoft. Yeah. Ooh, elevators Yeah. For cars. A bus cannot fit in that. No. <laughs> oh, it's like single lane, too.
0: Mm-hmm. But they also have... uh, like... Wait, oh, it's on a rail. It's not even the cars going. At like 50 seconds, they have one that looks a lot more like a actual bus.
1: Okay. So... So instead of driving, yeah, that is bus-like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's public transit.
0: Okay, Uh, but it also enhances that private transit thing, Mm -hmm. which which is another issue. You can have both. You can have both. Yeah, I, I did a class on like public and private space last year, and that was a big thing. Is that in America, cars dictate that pretty much everything is private space because you go from your private house. Get in your car, drive angry at all the other drivers, do your cubicle, sit in your cubicle, get in your car, drive back to your home.
1: Mm -hmm. What's the takeaway from that
0: statement? That um, public transit and countries that have uh, better public transit generally have better, are less focused on that private space and a little more open to community spaces, which have been proven to be good for communities.
1: Okay. Well, we already started wrapping things up, so... <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> if... Okay. What we said before, also, if you, if you just want to talk to us, we're on Twitter. I'm at Berry. I'm at ThePunsGuy. And this has been our out-of-time episode. We hope you enjoy it, and we will see you... Next fortnight. At some undisclosed... Yeah, un, some undisclosed time <laughs> when we release this. Goodbye. G- 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 Goodbye. G-